This is a part two, Josh, isn't it? <laughs> yes, Bob, it is part two. I said two. I know. And I appreciate that you're leaving it at two. I didn't do the duh. I know. Let's go. Duh. duh. Okay. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. Okay. Okay. Trying to be more no nonsense at this point. Have you ever thought, Josh, what it's like to be inside my head? It's a scary place. Revisiting our previous topic, Bob, we are going to continue down the path of you've decided it's over. Now what? So, and and let's qualify. Yes, it's over, but it's like agile, the agile marriage that we had. Mm-hmm. That we're philosophically, we have irreconcilable differences yeah. around the philosophy or the application of agile stuff. Right between why I joined and how the company is meeting me. Mm -hmm. And I'm just qualifying. I'm not making a statement. And and then I've come to the conclusion that we are out of alignment. Yeah. So it's over. Yes. The previous episode was, how do you confirm your your suspicions are correct? Like something doesn't feel right. So we talked through ways for you to validate that or invalidate that. And feel comfortable slash confident that you're making the right decision. So you've decided cool. Got it. that it doesn't make sense to continue. What do you do? Do you just like not show up at work the next day? Uh, I think the first thing is I would, I'm going to just throw some things out there and you mm-hmm. react. I think you check your bank account and you check your family situation and your economic situation. Right. And that's the first thing you do because that's, that's probably in my experience, that's one of the strongest factors is in what position are you? To leave financially. And that's a great point because what will happen is if you're in a a Slack channel or Discord server or something like that, talking to others and explaining the situation, so often the first reaction is like, then just leave. And maybe you're not in a situation to do that. Well, we've even said that. Yeah. Remember, we've we've used, I was going to say Deutsche Bank, but Teradata Mm -hmm. as an example. And you've said on numerous occasions, you're like, Bob, you knew when to leave and you left quickly. Yeah. And I hung around. And and you you couch it with like I knew more or I was wiser or something. And I don't always. Yes, I'm of course I'm wiser, but <laughs> but what what I'm saying is, I was in a different point in my life. Right, right. I had different experience and things. So you can't. I always worry when we say shit like that. I always worry when I talk in terms of I left. Yeah. Or leave. I worry that people aren't getting the impression that it was easy for, you know, mm-hmm. or that I'm recommending they do that. No. Right. I think you look at your personal situation and first you look at your finances. So mm-hmm. period. And and can you do it? I've actually one or two times in my career walked out. I'm a little bit too principled at times. Mm-hmm. So I've walked out and walked home and my wife almost kicked my butt. Right. It was like, what, what the hell did yeah. you just do? This is not a logical decision, Bob. Well, it was, it was, but I mean, I, I was on my principles. Yeah. You know, I can get over the top I sometimes, do, yes. right? Yes, I do. And it, and I can get full of that stuff. And I really wasn't thoughtful enough. Now, thank God I, we recovered pretty mm-hmm. quickly. And my, and now, you know, my wife has confidence in me, but I prematurely left. 
mm-hmm. right? It wasn't that easy. So you have to think about that. Okay, so let's let's go down those two paths. You hit the pause button. You check the bank account. You talk it over with your significant other. And let's say it's not the right time. Let's go down that path a little bit and say, okay, like we, yes, I, I, I want to leave my, my partner or my support teams. Like, yes, it sounds like you should leave, but we can't do it right now. Do you just enter the pit of despair or what's your, no, I have some, but I want to add two things to the finances. I want to, I want to add one more thing to the financial thing. I think it's the job market. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's a, a duality to what you analyze. I think you look at your finances and I think you look at the current market uh, dynamics. And, and, and that says that you should be paying attention to your finances in real time. Mm-hmm. And you, you should be based on your job, you know, on your skill set. You should be aware of what is the, if I'm a scrum master and I should know if it's a hot scrum master market or a, me, or a mediocre or a light scrum master market. Right. Right. And so I think you look at those two things immediately and put them together. And then, then the one path is now I go back and what do I do, right? What do, so I can't leave immediately. Right. That would be what? Medium level to low level heat on the job market and or financial situation. What would I do with the job? I don't think you check out. No. I think you need the job. So you have to perform. So I think you have to, you have to perform... I'm, I'm going to say something. I want to see how you react because I usually talk too much. But I've found, though, that if I'm disgruntled. So I've personally struggled with going back to a job when I've checked out, when I know I've checked out. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not the job for me. And I'm going through the motions. And and I've seen a lot. I've talked. I've coached a lot of people or counseled a lot of people. that I, So I know this is a common pattern. And they think they can hang on for longer. Yeah. And, and what they realize is that it's really hard if you're not happy and not being, if you're not where you want to be, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to fake it Yeah, for a long, and what I mean, like, like three months, let's say you go in and say, I can, you know, I'm going to hang out for three months. I'll, I'll put my resume out. I'll really work hard at finding a job as well as, you know, meeting their expectations. Right. But it's going to take me three to six months, but I can do that. What I've found is it's really hard to do that when you're in a place that you don't like what do you what do you think uh so i think you hang out yeah i mean it's definitely a challenge because the role is hard enough and if you're in a company where you feel like you've pushed the rock as far up the hill as you can things are already hard so just doing the job is hard when you have the passion and enthusiasm to drive that change there and now you've You've approached that point where it's clear that the effort isn't worth it. And it and it requires a lot of effort because A, it's hard, even when it's easy, but it's hard. You still have to do your job. Right. And it's hard. But that but 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 that's the that's one of those things where like anybody can be good at their job when things are easy. It's this is one of those moments where it's it's hard, but you've got to work your tail off to try and still do the job. I'm not suggesting that you just like mail it in, but I also am not suggesting that you're going to be performing at the level you were performing at when you were super enthused about the company, the direction, the culture, all of those things. I think you do 
So I remember years ago, I was working at Lucent Bell Labs and they closed the facility. This was around 2000, 2001. Mm -hmm. So the telecom bubble burst, there was a thing back then and there was a tremendous layoffs. And I, uh, when they closed the facility here in Raleigh and there were maybe 350 people in the building and we all had advance notice. And some of us, I drew the short straw to be the manager, like the one of the closing managers. Mm -hmm. So I was one of the last guys to leave. So I knew that I wasn't going to have a job. And I was lightly looking for a job, but then I had a job. And I had to come in every day. And it was horrible to yeah. come in every day. Yeah. And it was, and I couldn't perform well. And I started doing things like taking a half day off or taking a third of the day off or coming in a little bit late, or giving myself a mental health day, or yeah. a health break, or something. Yeah. Because it was now, this was a little bit tough, because I was actually helping people pack up, mm -hmm. and, and we were laying, people were leaving. And this was over the course of like three months or something. It was like a three or four month shutdown curve for the facility. And I, I, I what I'm trying to say is, I thought I could get through it. Yeah. And the day-to-day -day reality wasn't. So I, I, I don't, I think, what I'm trying to, I'm disagreeing with you a little bit. I don't think you can, I think mailing it in is okay. Like a strong mailing it in. <laughs> this, this is not mailing. I, 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 do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to say, I think we're trying to say the same thing is that don't just like walk out the door, show up, put your time in, do work the best hard. that you can. Right. But, but be kind you have to you. accept the reality is that it's not the same. It sucks. Yeah. And be kind to yourself. Yeah. And self-care is important. So there's this balancing act, I think. Otherwise, I, I just, it can get really. But what at what we're centering on, we've gone back and forth about a couple of different things. You get to that point, you decide it's not the right fit. It's not worth the time and energy. You can't, you are not in a financial position to make a move right now, which is 99% of the situations that are out there. Right there, I, yeah. There was, there was one instance in my career where I chose to do that, similar to the way Bob did, where like, just on principle, like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm going to start my own company. I don't have any customers. This is a terrible plan, but I still went ahead and did it, and my wife backed me, and it was rough. But every other time, it was okay. Like, I got to get out of here, and I got to find a plan because, like, we need. I've got a family, and we need to. So, reality is like. At that moment, you've got to start sprinting towards finding the next thing. That's where I was going. Is there needs to be a sense of urgency. Don't be freaking complacent. Don't think, oh, I can, I can, I, this is a cakewalk. I can do this for three months, six months, nine mm -hmm. months. No, you won't be able to do that. If you're, you're divorced, you're hanging around in a dysfunctional place. Mm -hmm. So get your butt up and polish off your resume ASAP. Get some professional resume work. Activate your network ASAP because networking is what you need to do. Get on, you know, leverage LinkedIn ASAP. You you really need to be proactive. You need to be getting, you need to be practicing your interviewing skills a, as soon as possible with, mm -hmm. with a colleague or something. And really that they talk about now you have two full-time jobs. Maybe as a way to say it, you have a full-time job that you hate but you need to keep it alive and you have an additional full-time job to find a new job. Mm -hmm. And you, and you can't, so you have to do both of those things actively, I think. 
So you need to get out of there. I, I think that's the strategy. Yeah. Get out of there as fast as you can. I think the networking thing, I hear a lot of people so that talk about, I haven't looked for a job in I don't know how long. Mm -hmm. You probably haven't that really as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I hear that it's not about resumes anymore and it's no. not about websites and it's not about, it's all about networking and who you know. 90% of it is a connection-based thing. What I would say, if you're listening to this, even if you love your job and you have a sucky network, you need to be building your network. Yeah, we have done episodes on building your agile brand and things to do to get out there. So if you are saying, network, what network? I don't have a network. Fix that problem right now. And yes, it's COVID, but you know what? COVID kind of made it easier it because easier. you can do it all online. There are no meetups that you have to juggle your schedule to get to. If you've got kids, you got to find somebody to watch them so you can go to this thing or do that. Like there, there's, it's made it easier. So now you have to dig in. If you're not doing that now, start doing that so that if you get to this point, you're not back on your heels. I mean, that's one of the things that allowed me probably you to some degree gave you confidence or, you know, or reduce the search times yeah. is, is the fact that both, you know, I've done it for you. I've done it back. So the kick in my ass was around Lucent. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really started building my network, building my, I incorporated then I really started building my brand then because mm -hmm. I promised myself I was never going to get into that situation where I was starting from scratch. Right. And that was what, 20 years ago. I know you've been active in that. Well, my big shift was I moved to a different state. So I was yep. a, a new guy and a nobody that just wasn't on anybody's map. So I had to make sure that if things were to go sideways, I had options. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think if you're stuck, it's don't, so checklist is don't underestimate how awful it is. Immediately start taking action in parallel mm -hmm. and make it your full-time job. I'd say practice your interviewing. I said that, but I'm going to say it again. I, I think people, you're not going to get feedback. Now I'm jumping ahead in the interview a little bit. Mm -hmm. I hear from so many people that they interview, they get declined, but they don't know why. Yeah. And they get into a pattern. And unless you really are well-connected, I think that's a common pattern. So you almost have to practice with people to get feedback from them because you're not going to get it from the, you're not, you can't count on it from the company. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day and they would, they, he, he was like, they, they probably lied to me. It didn't make, he says, I, it felt to me like they were lying to me. They weren't telling me exactly why they said no. And I, I said, I, I imagine that probably true mm -hmm. so even if you get feedback it's not a guarantee that it's the honest feedback it's easier to blow smoke at people than mm -hmm. it is to tell them exactly why you know what the decision is like you have an attitude problem josh or you come off like very negative right i'm probably not going to tell you that i'm just going to say you know uh we found a better person yeah that's a much easier that's a much yep. easier and the challenge is that it's often like a second or third hand person that's communicating with you as yeah. opposed to the hiring manager that has the direct feedback so it might even have just been plain old telephone game that yeah. as it made it to that person you got what went through that telephone game uh, so that goes into, so what do you do? Self-awareness. So part of the networking is having a mentor. So Josh, and I don't know if I count myself as your mentor or what, but over the years, uh, I think, I think having a friend or a colleague 
who you trust mm-hmm. in the area who will give you straight poop and guidance about your strengths and your weaknesses and just, you know, no holds. That right. is worth its weight in gold. That is. So if you don't have one of those, then so it's not just networking. It is the networking but find a, a handful of people or one person that you yeah. can really yeah. count on. Yeah, there's a there's a broad network that you need to build to have awareness of openings that are out there and to have the openings be aware of you. So that's a two-way street. Then there's this very narrow networking that you have to do that is what Bob just did is talk to people, understand them, find who understands you who's going to be willing to invest the time to give you that feedback, to listen, to say, hey, how are things going? And then you unload on all the frustrations and they actually invest the time to say, well, okay, let's talk about it. And it might even go, let's go back to our premise. It might even be if Josh and I, let's say Josh is whining about his job and I'm I'm his mentor mm-hmm. and he comes in, I'm, I'm divorced, Bob, right? I'm divorcing them, screw them. They're not going to be agile. And... I I may feel that Josh is being too picky, mm-hmm. or that Josh is just being a purist, mm-hmm. and and a, what he and he's he's actually going in with that chip on his shoulder, and and people are perceiving the chip. So I might have a conversation with him, like you can get divorced, Josh, but I think the core problem is not the company right, right. now, right? Right? Maybe forty five percent of the problem is the company, right? But. 55 percent of the problem could be in the mirror, mm-hmm. and you can change the mirror. Yep. So, Josh, what about changing the mirror before you crash and burn or right. something? And you may never get that. So that's the kind of conversation you might have that might turn you around uh, and look at the mirror yourself. So let, let's let's wrap up the if you if you are in the situation that everybody else is in, where you realize it's time to walk away, but you can't walk away in that instant. The things you do are connect with the network, make sure your resume LinkedIn profile is updated. So major, so wide network, narrow network, resume up to date, have some practice under your belt. Yep. Conversational practice, storytelling practice, things like that. Not just those, you know, what do you think your strength, not to those easy, not just to those easy canned questions, but you know, what if you get some real uh, tough questions? Also practice how you will interview them. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. So do that. And, and if, if the last episode struck a chord with you that, man, I think I might be getting close and you haven't done any of the things that we just talked about, it's not too late, but you've got to hustle. Ideally, that's just a, a thread of your work that's always running and you're always maintaining the network, both wide and narrow. You keep LinkedIn and your resume up to date just because opportunities might present themselves. And so that way you're ready when they do. But if all of those things sound like something that you're not doing, start doing it now. And yes, it's not easy. Yes, it's a ton of work. But these these are the things that you can do along the way to that ensure that when something goes wrong, right. your options are increased. Right. It's not magic. It's not going to solve all, all of the problems, but it gives you the potential yep. for more op- more opportunities. Yep. What was the other path? The other path was you go down, you walk and, out the door, and you walk out the door. Oof. You do the 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 classic cop movie thing. You slam the badge and the gun on the table and walk out. You know, take this job and shove it. 
Johnny Paycheck. <laughs> Johnny Paycheck? There was a, a country western singer, Johnny Paycheck. Yeah. And you ever hear, take this job and shove it. Yeah, but I never knew it was Johnny Paycheck that sang yeah, that's that. that's his name, I think. I mean, it makes sense now if yeah. he's Johnny Paycheck. I he's ain't not working worried. here no more. I mean, his last name is Paycheck, so he's obviously not worried about money. <laughs> or, or So what do you do? So I am going to actually straddle both sit both situations. Yeah. As I walk out the door, if it's I can slam the badge on the table or I've I've done my research, I've got a plan, I've got a strategy, I've got a place I'm going to land. I don't leave quietly. Not that I go in and like ruffle a bunch of feathers, but I make sure that my exit it's understood why the goal that I have, and there have been multiple times in my career where I've said to myself, I hope that my leaving can open some eyes and potentially be transformed into something good. Hopefully this is one of those things where leadership finally gets knocked back on the heels and says, Oh, this really is a problem. Maybe we need to make some changes. And I'd say 25% of the time that's happened, but I still went into it with, there are a ton of people that are still going to be here at the job that I work with, that I like, that are still in for running at this problem as hard as they can. I want to do what I can to give them a little bit of a, a boost as I go out the door. So I, I'm going to try to do yes and. Okay. But you don't burn, and this, I know this is going to sound. Yeah. I know this right. is going to sound old fashioned, but I really, I sincerely mean it for now, 2021. I don't think it's a good idea. So everyone, Metacasters, the universe is small. Our technology, agile universe is small. And if you burn bridges, if you're an asshole yeah. when yeah. you leave, and you are personal and confrontational, and mm -hmm. Josh wasn't saying it that way, but you can. I think you have to do two things. You have to do what Josh is saying. You yeah. owe it to yourself to be truthful and to be open kimono and be truthful. And this is why I'm leaving. And this is what I see to mm -hmm. whatever degree. Yeah. But you want to do it in a respectful way. Yeah. And in, I'm giving you this as a gift. Hopefully you can improve, but that's okay. It's just not for me. Yeah. And you, because you never know. What that what I've seen over and over again is some things can change at that company. There could be a merger. There could be new leadership. And the, you may actually find yourself back there again under yeah. different circumstances as long as you didn't burn the bridges. Yeah. So you can't go in and go all scorched earth. Yeah. But you need to be honest and thoughtful and intentional with those exit discussions. Welcome to our Diversity and Inclusion Minute. I'm Bob Galen. No, we're not doing that. Oh, Remember? I'm not Bob Galen. <laughs> That's why we had that really awkward pause oh, man, because, I, because oh, I was no. going to say Whoever, it. I apologize. All right, I'll move on. <laughs> so, Josh, um, I haven't done a lot. I mean, I'm moving the ball. One thing, a colleague of mine, he's a listener of the Metacast, Christopher Lee, mm -hmm. uh, is a consultant, agile guy in California. And Christopher is Asian and he sent me a note. He's, he's challenging me in my book. So one of the things I'm doing, I'm writing a coaching book 
and I've asked my daughter to write a chapter mm-hmm. uh, on diversity in coaching, like mm-hmm. thinking about diversity and inclusion in your coaching dialogues and things like that. And and I I'm looking forward to what she comes up with. I've seen like half of it, mm-hmm. and, and it's good. So we're gonna I'm thinking about it there. And then I sent that out of my newsletter and he came back and he was really, he's pushes me. Mm-hmm. He's one of these guys, he, you know, if I'm doing 50, he wants me to do a hundred. If right. I'm doing a hundred, he wants me to do 150, which annoys me a little bit. I like this person. Right. And it does annoy <laughs> me a little bit, but, but I need to push. And he said, what about a- hate Asians? This notion where there's a lot of Asian directed hate. So I put up, uh, just like I had a Black Lives Matter thing on my uh, Agile Moose, I put up a page with some information around, you know, sort of get rid of hate, uh, Asian hate or whatever mm-hmm. speak out there. And uh, so I have that there and I'm trying to think of what to do about that. It's yeah. almost like a, I almost think... You know, it's it's directly t- tied to diversity and inclusion, but there's also, also this anti-hate slant mm-hmm. that I'm getting energized around. I don't know what to do with it, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of hate in the world, right? There's, yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a lot of hate, and it's not just it's not just people of color. Folks, Asian folks are really getting sort of blasted with mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. So I put that up there. Okay. I was a little worried about it too. So it's like you know, we talk about our platform. And having a platform, but it's a little, I, yeah, now I'm yeah. being a little vulnerable, I guess, or a little weird, but I, it's, it, I thought about it twice. It's like, yeah. am I going to get crap? How is this going to be? How's it going to be received? All right. Do I want to continue? You know, do I want to go? I don't want to go over the top, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's, I mean, I have a platform, so I want to be balanced in how I sort of talk about it. But at the end I said, screw it. It's, it's a worthwhile thing yeah. and we're going to post That's it. That's good. Yeah. So that's that's my yeah. tell. What did you anything? No, I mean this is this is again one of those reasons why Bob and I do this is because it helps force us to think about this and look back and say, dang it, I didn't do enough. So like I'm in one of those moments where I look back and I haven't done enough since the last time that we talked. So I'm hopeful that others that are listening hit the pause button. Also think about what can I done? What, what can I done? What can I do? What have I done? And just think I can do more. And the answer is yes, you can do more. So that's, again, that's the whole goal of this. I know we've had feedback that people are like, that's really disruptive to the podcast. And like, like I get you, but it's important to Bob and I. So hit that pause button. Think about what you can do because we can all do more. We can all do something. We can all do more. Yep. And, right. and then that's not, and we can all keep, doing it yeah whatever it is right? yep. we just keep moving the ball all yep. right everyone back to the episode yep i i, I want to couch it this way though with you i i, I there's leaders mm-hmm. and then there's team members mm-hmm. i'm going to just separate the world that way yeah i think team members have some responsibility to do that I yeah think, agreed. i think you're, yeah. you're coming at it from that you're a leader i yeah. think you have a you know, a larger responsibility mm-hmm. because you're not just talking about you. You're talking about the purview you had. You're yeah. talking about organizational culture and things like that. So depending on your role, you may want to go broader mm-hmm. and deeper. If I'm an individual contributor, scrum master, don't start talking smack 
about the entire senior leadership team yeah. that you've never actually seen other than in an all hands meeting. Don't mm-hmm. make assumptions about what they That's a great point. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, there's there's levels here is all I'm communicating. I do think as leaders, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I've had these large broad and it's actually changed things in many cases. Maybe not entirely, but it's it's changed folks listened yeah. and it had an impact and I had a responsibility to do that. I guess what I'm saying is don't take the easy way out on the exit discussions, whatever they might be. It could be a very similar situation to, as we talked about, you're not getting the feedback on the hiring process. Exactly. So now you have the opportunity slash responsibility to give that company the why, Hey, this is why I'm choosing not to hire you. It's like, I am not going to keep working here because of these things. Exactly. It really stings and it's annoying and frustrating when a company does the same thing to you. So don't do the same thing to them. Exactly. What else on that? I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth really fast. Pretend that you do it and then and then look back. So go through it, like role play it and really make sure that you're you're not just making an emotional decision. That it's a, So be thoughtful about it. What I've seen is a lot of people overreact. Mm-hmm. They let their emotions get the best of them. I, I was intentional when I said 45, 55 earlier. I've seen a lot of folks who, who get into a blaming mindset and hold everyone else in the organization accountable for a lack of agility and they don't hold themselves accountable. So they're, they're literally not taking that personal. They're not looking in the mirror about what part they played. And very often if you do that, you might actually find there's a few more steps that you could take. So, and and you'd be kicking yourself if you realize that in a retrospective after you've already sort of yeah. closed the door. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is, yes, you can leave. Make sure that it's you're not just, if all of the reasons are external to you, you haven't looked hard enough inside yourself mm-hmm. because... Your part, every one of us is part of the disconnect. So, and this will help you in interviews later on. This will help you deciding where you need to land. I guess look inside yourself. So maybe go through a role play, go to the door, open the door, close the door, (laughs) go to a quiet room, really think about it before you physically, you know, physically depart. Because I, I think you may find, I think you may find some things if you look inside. If, if after you've done that, you're done, then leave, right? But you'll feel better about it mm-hmm. because it'll be a more of a balanced sort of, yeah. uh, right? It's not all about them. If you're saying, well, they suck. If you're using in your head, if you they suck, they're not agile, they, 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 they. You're not, this is not, I don't think you're looking at the world in the right way. Yeah, the unfortunate reality that I've seen is some air quote agile folks are taking very unagile approaches to their job situation. And they are looking for fully fleshed out requirements and a 100% like waterfall roadmap to how things are going to happen. So you are there to drive change as an agile leader, as a scrum master, agile coach or whatever. But oftentimes they don't apply that to like their own personal situation in that company. And it's viewed as like, I need this very clear path 
of what's going to happen. And I need you to commit to me when it's going to happen or whatever it might be, right? Be it the change in the organization or for your role or the team makeup or who knows what. There's a million variables. So it is unusual the number of agile-centric people that often end up in that situation. Another thing is you were talking, part of that personal analysis is sit down and have you had a radical candor discussion so I see a lot of other agilists that they'll get all frustrated mm-hmm. but when I ask them, well, what have you done about it? Have you talked to that? Oh, no, no, I haven't talked to That's their problem. They're supposed to know they hired me. You yeah. know, Josh right. is the VP of, of product. He's got 10 years of agile experience. Shame on him. Mm-hmm. But you've not had a con. No, no, he's supposed to, he's supposed to get that. Yeah. Right. So, so part of it is grabbing your courage and having those radical candor conversations as well, giving them that feedback is part of what I'm trying to get. Make sure that you're doing that. Yep. There's a lot of shy people. There's a lot of shy, pissed off, introverted agilists out there who get really frustrated. But, you know, if you're going to walk out the door, make sure you've done due diligence. Make sure you've had a couple tough conversations mm-hmm. and, and make sure they're clear. Like, like there's, I think I'm having a tough conversation and, and I'm really not. I'm beating around the bush with Josh. I'm talking about having, like, Josh, you're, we're not going to plan anymore, okay? You're pushing me for plans, and you're pushing me for dates, and I find it intolerable. Mm-hmm. Do you, it's intolerable? Yeah, it's intolerable. Right. And, and I'm not going to provide it to you anymore. Mm-hmm. And, the la- and the last three sprints, we failed. And you were asking me for the people to be, you wanted to know who was at fault, and I am tired of you asking me that question. I'm not going to give you names. The team is at fault. I'm at fault. We're we're at fault. Right, right. We're working our we're busting our ass to try to improve. But we're I agree. We're failing now and and we're and you've seen improvement. So that's the kind of radical candor conversation. If you're not having that, you may want to consider have that before you yeah. you exit the door. Right. Am I off on a tangent? Or? A little bit. I mean, we're re- we're revisiting last. I can tell. Episode it, I could bit. read it in your face yeah. that I was you were you were blanking out. Yeah. There. Yeah. All right. I'm well, sorry. I'm just trying to figure out how to get us back on how course. to corral Bob. Get us. Sometimes so I was self aware. Get us back yeah. on track. Corralling Josh. Bob is difficult, as people can imagine. Well, now you're rambling. Get us back on track. Josh. I'm just setting the stage for the segue. Bob, that's what that's that's what this is called. <laughs> so that radical candor, if you've already done it on your exit interview or discussion, whatever it might be, that should be simple because you've already been there and just like, hey, that thing we've talked about for the past n number of weeks or months, like it's still a thing, and, and you took no action, yeah, or you whatever action you took, didn't yeah, work. yeah, so. Recapping, uh, first case, it's time to leave, but life is stacked up against you. You can't walk so out the door. That. Yeah, we covered that. Now, now you've left the door. I think we've liked a lot of the stuff in the interviewing resume prep. We've covered that in other episodes. It, I mean, that's on the, you just need to accelerate it because you don't have work. Yeah. Right. So the interviewing for a better culture fit. Yeah. We've done that in a different episode. Yeah. So you have a catalog. If any of the things that Bob and I have said that you should be doing or you need to go do that right now, it is in our episodes historically. So there is plenty of opportunity for you to dig in and find those and hear 
our thoughts and views on how you can go tackle some of those things. So we've given you everything that you need. Now it's on you, as Bob talked about, to add that second job. You've got your job that's paying the bills. Now you've got to go work that second job that finds you the next destination. And you've got to put in the time to make that a reality. Could I say one thing in, in between yeah. both of them, actually, is is maybe give yourself a break, particularly in, in the one direction where you're going to the door. Yeah. Even though you have this, you know, you have this sense of urgency. I don't have a lot of dollars in the bank. I need to find a job now. I, I would suggest if you can squeeze it in is to take a week or two and just chill. Mm-hmm. Just recharge yourself. Just just network. Just re- whatever it is, whatever you do. That can really recharge you. Maybe go on a little vacation, go to a park, camp out, whatever, but really recharge your batteries. Right. I think that'll help you resettle. There's a, I, just like starting a new team, there's almost like a restart that I want everyone to do. Mm-hmm. What's your why? What, what are your goals? Do, when you're going out the door, assess your skills. What are my superpowers? What are my skills? What are my weaknesses? Etc. I think there's like a pause and an assessment called a retrospective. Would you buy that? Uh, particularly, you know, it's like pause and just. Well, I think that goes back to is that how much of that 50% is actually you, right? That we talked about that yeah. maybe you're the problem, that maybe it's just the circumstances have overcome you and there's just a lot of challenges and it's piled up. And oftentimes stepping away for a bit allows you to come back with fresh eyes, fresh mindset to where like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I, I actually, I could do this. It was just, I was in a bad spot and I've cleared that and off we go. Oh, and get rid of the baggage. I yeah. mean, you, we all accumulate baggage. I, a lot of these things we have talked about in episodes. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Are we done? Well, we are. So we are going to ask our listeners to help support us. We have a very few reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. And over half of our listeners come through on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review because that helps us get in front of more people. That helps us achieve our mission of reaching as many ears and eyeballs as possible. So we thank you for listening and we thank you for helping us make that a reality. So folks, we've been doing this for almost 12 years. Yeah. I've heard people say they've listened to every episode a lot. I, I've I've run into people around the planet that have listened to episodes. If we're not getting a lot, get, you know, hit us. If you're listening, don't be a lazy listener. If you're getting value, hit a like. Like us a lot. All right, that that's going to motivate us. We are human too. We want to we want to increase our breath. So we yep. need we need feedback. So we do this. The payback, what you can give to us is minimally is do that. So I'd really appreciate it. Yep. Okay. So from beautiful downtown Fuquay, Varina, North Carolina, I'm Bob Gallen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.